Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast. We blend the worlds of physical and mental health to bring you conversations of overall wellness. We are so happy you're here with us. Love, Meg and Maggie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today is episode 60 of the Meg and Maggie podcast. It's not as exciting as 50. 50 was like, cooler sounding, but we're still thrilled about 60. (laughs) Yes. So welcome back to our show. We are so excited to talk about this topic today. We say that every week because we're excited every week because obviously if we're bringing you a topic, we're thrilled about it. But this one in particular, we've actually had on our like content planner for a long time. And I think it's because it's a real core belief of Maggie and I's individually is the concept of choosing your hard. So I want to let that sit for a second because to any of you listening, that's going to mean something different. You're going to think of things immediately. So when you hear that, choose your hard, I want to give you like maybe three seconds to think about what that is for you. And I want you to hold that during this conversation today. There's something that probably popped into your mind where you're like, okay, choose your hard. Like I'm resonating with that in this area or this area, or maybe just overall. And if you want to go back, I think this would be a really beautiful episode to listen to beforehand or after. They're just great ones that'll go simultaneously. But our episode on grace versus discipline, we refer to that episode a lot, Maggie. That was we a, do. I really loved that episode. And I think that this one will tie in beautifully with it. So if you want to follow up or to, you know, lead with that one, those concepts really go hand in hand. And choosing your heart is something that's going to mean something so different to everyone. And I want to start by asking you, Maggie, first, when you hear the concept of choose your heart, is there something that comes to your mind right away? The first thing that comes to mind is, you know, like the eye rolling effect Mm. of like, like, of course, you're just going to tell me to do the thing that's better for me. You know, like that's the first (laughs) thing. Okay. The eye rolling effect. I love that. Kind of just like that's the first thing that comes to mind because I even do it right. When I'm, when I'm coaching myself and I'm like, okay, Maggie, like you have two options here. Like you can choose this hard option or this hard option. And this hard option is not going to give you any positive results. And this hard option is going to give you positive results. But the one that's not going to give you positive results is probably going to like make you feel better in the short term, but the other one's going to make you feel better in the long term. I do this like internal eye roll, like, like, of course I need to do the one that's going to make me feel better in the long term, but I don't want to, because this is stupid, you know? (laughs) That is such an important part that you're bringing up that when we think of this concept, so we break down the phrase, choose your heart. Maggie's bringing up a really interesting layer in the sense that a lot of times the hard, usually I think of it, especially with like entrepreneurship or business or even your health, when you choose your hard, a lot of times one of the options is the front loading of hard. Okay. So the heavy lifting comes first and then you start to get in your groove and your pace and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the one that's kind of like the delayed hard. Does that make sense? Exactly. I know in my gut that if I front load, that if I heavy lift, that if I get this stuff going, that is the hard that I want to choose. But in the moment, that is a very difficult choice because who wakes up and is like, you know what? I feel like tackling all my fucking trauma today. You know what? I wake up and I feel like taking really, really phenomenal care of my health. Like that's a hard, literally here I'm saying it again. That's a hard path to choose. 
Yes. When you talk about this concept, I hope that during this episode, you think about what that heart is for you, right? Or what the thing is in this season that feels like the choosing your heart feels like. And we're going to go through different facets of life that are our heart, right? Or our areas of, I got two choices here or three choices here. And how do we choose the heart that feels right for us? And so Maggie, I guess I want to start with the one that is probably the most imminent for both of us, which is our health. And you're going to lead this beautifully. So I want you to kind of start our listeners out with this idea of choosing your heart when it comes to our overall health. I'm going to start with the one that I know at least 95% of people struggle with because I struggle with it every single day. Okay. Okay. Getting out of bed in the morning. Ooh. Okay. Here's the situation. Here's what happens, right? Lately, I have had a lot more work to do every day than like some seasons of life, right? Like some seasons, I don't have to set an alarm. Like I can just wake up when I naturally wake up and like get all my stuff done. Like everything's great. Right now is not one of those seasons. I need to be, you know, organized and structured and make sure I am waking up early enough to get everything done. Anyway, that means I have an alarm set for earlier than I would prefer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is most people, right? Most people have an alarm set to wake up in the morning earlier than you would prefer. Right. So here's my, here's my hard options, right? Hard option. Number one, that is going to get me the results that I actually desire is get up out of bed, go turn my alarm off, which is in the other room and don't get back in bed. Even though I'm tired, even though I really would like to just sleep through my entire alarm, just pretend it's not going off and ignore it completely, right? Which I do that sometimes. And then if I do that, if I ignore my alarm completely or I get up, turn it off, go back to bed, something of that sort, that is hard too. And the reason why it's hard too is because then I didn't wake up early enough to get all the things done that I needed to do. Now I feel guilt and shame. I'm also mm. exhausted because when I go, go back into that, like extra sleep, I wake up feeling even more tired than I was when I woke up the first time. Mm. Right. And so I have this combination of, I didn't get everything done. I'm tired and groggy and I don't feel my best. I probably didn't have enough time to do my workout in the morning, which is in turn going to affect the rest of my day. And I didn't have enough time to get all of my work done. That's really hard. That's really hard. Right. But initially, right at the beginning, it feels like the easier option because I can just go back to sleep, right? Oh my gosh. Where in, on the other side, if I just get up and I, you know, push through the initial hard of, I really don't want to get up right now, but I need to get up right now within like five to 10 minutes, I'm going to be awake and I'm going to be so happy that I got up and everything Mm -hmm. else. I'm going to have the time to do it. Right. So that is like the the first one that I struggle with every single day, which I'm sure that, you know, most people do. That is, I'm so happy you started there. I did not know you were going to start there. Um, that is such a powerful place to start because it is so simple yes. <laughs> yet everyone who's listening is like, mm-hmm, yeah, I fucking know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's real. Like that snooze, that alarm, like it's the, it's how you start your day. So that's yep. huge. I'm so happy you took us to this place. And it's so true. It's so easy in the moment to be like, I'm going to fall back asleep. I do it all the time. You know, you know how, um, I will tell myself that I just need that 15 minute snooze button. Yep. 
probably not even getting into a REM sleep. Okay. Oh, absolutely I'm not. Making it 10 times worse. Yeah. But in the moment, in that 6 a.m. haze, right? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna cheat the system. I'm gonna get that extra 15 minutes and it's gonna be okay. I wake up still angry that I have to be up. I'm yes. still upset in the moment. Correct. Choosing your heart in that simple way is everything. And I also think for me, I oftentimes will think, and this is not something to create more guilt and shame. That's not what we want. Of course, we want to balance, but at the same time, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it doesn't exist. I say to myself, if I can't get up when my alarm goes off and if I can't make my bed in the morning, how, how am I going to start my million dollar business? How am exactly. I going to go and tackle the world? How am I going to go and move and grind and shift if I can't get up to my alarm and make my bed consistently? When you put it in that perspective of choosing your hard, it becomes easier to do those things. So I don't know if I need a poster board above my bed that reminds me of that because all this like wonderful, like advice I'm saying right now goes out the window at 6am because I'm like, I just want to sleep, please. I just need more sleep. But if we keep that in perspective of choosing your hard, and we can talk about this because I think this is something Maggie, that if we get really clear on things and we get really clear on our why it helps. It does. It helps with the choosing of your heart. And when we have that in perspective, or even if you go back to our episode last week with Johnny Agresta, Johnny does a beautiful job of explaining intention and intentionality in life. So if your intention is all of these things, well, then waking up in the morning doesn't seem so crazy when we put it in perspective, right? Yes, absolutely. I think the other thing specifically related to this example, but I think it extends to probably all of the examples that we are going to talk about Mm -hmm. is tying in something on the other side of the hard you want to choose that you enjoy, right? Like, like let's add in something in the morning that like you actually like, (laughs) you know, whether it's your breakfast or for me lately, I'm really enjoying going to a class in the morning at the gym, right. Or just going to the gym in general. Like I'm really enjoying going. So it's a little bit easier for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to get up because I get to go do this thing that I like, you know, Mm. like whatever it is, if you can tie a little bit of joy to the hard that you want to choose, it makes it a little bit easier. I really love that you said that. I also know because I did a mini eye roll. I know that I go through seasons where I love going to the gym in the morning. And then I go through seasons where you just saying that made me roll my eyes into the back of my head of like, I, I am not in that season right now of waking up and enjoying going and pushing my body. Oh, totally. And I think there's a lot of listeners and I know you go through seasons of that too. So I want to make sure we say that to our listeners that that's not all the time, but sometimes it's right. something simple. So right now, I'm working on one, just not hitting snooze and getting up. And you're right, Maggie, I'm trying to find joy. So right now seeing the sunrise is bringing me joy. And so I'm trying to do that. And then I also, what brings me joy is warm water with lemon in the morning on a walk by myself. Mm. And this is something, this may be a little baby, like side note, but I can imagine that anyone, I mean, I only have my dog. Okay. So I know a very small baby taste of what it feels like to care for other humans, but I know that we have people who listen, who may be parents or who care for other people. And I know, for example, for myself, waking up in the morning at the crack of dawn and getting up and immediately I'm hit with tasks, right? Of, okay, I got to take the dog out. Okay. I, I should go move my body. I should, I should, I should, I should. That is so unmotivating. It is so difficult to wake up and already before the sun is even up feeling like you have task after task after task. That is so many people's lives. And for a lot of people, it's a season that they just unfortunately have to be in. 
And I say that loosely because I I go back and forth with that in my head, but to Mm -hmm. bring it full circle, I think that if we were to carve out what I need for myself is 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes is a beautiful amount of time for me. And so what I've been trying to focus on is that of course the dog needs to go on a long walk, right? He's, his behavior is off the walls. If he doesn't get some exercise in him as he should, right? Like with any of us, he's dysregulated as heck and he's a dog. Think about this with your kids too, or whoever else you may care for. Those things are important, but if I don't start with taking care of me, those are going to feel like tasks. So what I'm starting to do is I'll let Milo out really quick just so he can go to the bathroom at least, but it'll be like two to five minutes. And then I come inside and I make a warm cup of tea, like water with a hot lemon. And I go outside for a 15 minute walk and watch the sunrise. That's been like my thing. And then I'll come back in and make coffee. I also love coffee. Coffee to me is a moment. It's an experience. I make my coffee how I like it. And then I will go and take him on his walk while I have my coffee in hand. And that's just about 30 minutes. But taking care of me first to go outside and sip the warm water and look at the sunrise and stretch my legs, that's bringing me joy right now. So I'm going to choose to do that. I don't know what that's going to be for our listeners, but Maggie, that's such a beautiful point that you mentioned because- it's so true. The alarm clock feels like a task, mm-hmm. right? So to wake up and just hurry and like, ah, let me do all this stuff. That is no way to start our mornings. Yeah. I, I like that you brought up the fact that what is going to bring you joy in the morning is going to change, right? So for me, like you said, I'm in a season right now where I'm enjoying getting up and like going to the gym first thing, but mm-hmm. I just spent four years not enjoying that. You know what I mean? So it's going to change. And I know that when the time comes that I don't enjoy this anymore, it's okay. And it's going to be a little bit challenging, right? Because the thing that brought me joy is not going to bring me joy in this moment, but it's okay. I can change it. I can find something else, right? Maybe it's, I go for a walk, like you said, or maybe it's, I read a book. I don't know who knows what it's going to be. Right. But you can always choose to find something that you can choose to enjoy right? And that doesn't mean that you have to choose to enjoy some sort of like fake artificial sweetener thing because it's good for you, blah, 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 whatever, right? No. Okay. But you can choose to enjoy taking a few deep breaths. You can choose to enjoy walking into your kid's room and seeing them in the morning, right? It's Mm -hmm. our intention is very important. And, you know, like you said, go back and listen to the episode with Johnny, because she does do a really good job of explaining it and how we go into our, you know, whether you want to call them tasks or just things that you need to do or things that you want to do, it's going to set the tone for how it goes. Right. And so it's our job to choose how we want it to go and do our best to, you know, allow ourselves to experience that. I think that this ties in beautifully to the next. We have kind of like a loose outline of where we wanted this conversation to go with choosing your heart. And the first one was our health, right? And taking care of our health. And the next ep- the next episode, <laughs> the next <laughs> part of it was our mood. And those go hand in hand. Yes. So I think it's the perfect segue into that. And I love that what Maggie is saying is that it's going to change, right? Which we both always say that because I can't drill that into anyone's head enough. I needed that to be drilled into my head. You have no idea how many times I sat down. I've even, I even caught myself doing it yesterday. Okay. In full transparency, I was feeling like, Oh, I've I've been sick and I've been out of it, which I have been, I've been trying to rest and blah, blah. 
And then I sat down yesterday with a piece of blank paper and I was like, I got to get it together. I got to figure something out. Like I got to get into a routine. And I started to write on the piece of paper, 90 days of boom, 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 boom. And that's an old habit of mine of when things are out of whack and out of sorts, I try and make these wild, crazy, elaborate plans for an extended period of time. And there's nothing wrong with the plan, except the plan doesn't work for long. Okay. (laughs) And if it does, you're probably not happy while you're doing it. And so the next segue we wanted to get into is our mood. And when I think about my mood, I really love that we're kind of saying in the morning, Maggie, because I think you and I are big on the morning, set the tone for your day. And so when we think about something as simple as waking up to the alarm clock or finding something in the morning that brings you joy for your mood, I think something that I often overlook is what brings you a little mood boost first thing in the morning. If the walk doesn't excite you or the workout doesn't excite you or the cup of warm water with lemon and, you know, watching the sunrise doesn't excite you, are you like hooked into a show right now? Could you bring your iPad into the bathroom with you while you get ready and watch a little bit of it? I'm saying if you're busy, you know what I mean? Like, of course, Maggie and I are big on like get away from the screens, but at the same time, like there are seasons where I just want to listen to a book in the morning, or I want to watch a show on the iPad while I do my makeup. And I think it's important to give ourselves that time to look forward to it. And what you're saying about the intentionality, we don't have children yet, but the idea of waking up before they're up and looking into their rooms and seeing them still sleeping while you're taking time and peace for yourself, I think is really beautiful. And it's something that I strive to hold true, even when I do have a lot more going on. I agree. And I think it's a, it's an example that, you know, it seems like for me, sometimes I struggle with talking about examples when it comes to kids, because I don't have any, right. I don't have any human kids anyway. I have four, you know, dog children, but no human kids. (laughs) Which people with kids are like, whenever people are like, we're dog parents, people with kids like do the biggest eye roll in the entire world. I'm a dog mom. Okay. No, but like, (laughs) I don't have any human kids. Right. And so, um, I struggle with talking about this, but it applies to so many things where, you know, you, we always have the opportunity to even just take one second, one deep breath for ourselves. And we can extend that out to be, you know, as long as we want, but it's all about the intention because you can choose to make anything that you do. It could be the thing that you enjoy the most. You can still choose to make it, like you said, a task, a chore, not enjoyable based off of, you know, your mindset of how, when you go into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to move on too far from health and mood without at least acknowledging this, because I know for me, and it's something I'm actually even starting to focus on now more than ever, truthfully, is the idea that our health and our mood obviously go so hand in hand, right? Doing the workout in the moment is hard. It's hard to put on your clothes and go to the gym or go for the run or go to the walk or go for the swim, whatever you're doing to move your body. It's really hard to do that. And it's also really hard to get in the slump of not moving your body and feel like it's just hard to exist. I don't know if anyone has ever felt like that, but when I don't move my body often, my body gets stiff and heavy and it feels, these are, I'm not saying physically, I'm saying it feels heavy and like a task just exists. Yeah, <laughs> and I, absolutely. I hope that's relatable. I've never really shared that. So I don't know if that's like a feeling or a mood or oh, not. That is for me. It okay. Is. Yeah. I get like just so out of it. Whereas when I'm active and moving my body and I choose the heart and I get in a routine, I feel like I could walk for miles and miles on end. And I feel like I could go and do a hike on command. You know what I mean? Whereas when I'm in a season of not moving my body, I'm like, 
I don't want to walk to the mailbox. So I can't do the hike. Sorry. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's an interesting thing of we have to choose our heart. And if you're listening to this and you're at a place where you're like, I feel like I'm ready to choose the heart that I know in the long term is going to serve me. I think that's a beautiful layer we can bring into this conversation of what is going to serve you most in the long run. We are so inundated with instant gratification in our society, us included, me as well. It is so easy to go on our phone and have entertainment and little mini baby mood boosters of seeing a funny video and all that's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But when we do that in place of the basics that help our health and our mood and our longevity as humans within this human experience, I think that's dangerous. I agree. It is, it's so easy to do. It is so easy to do. And this is the exact point of this entire conversation, right? Is that when you're faced with two options, exercise is a perfect example and how your body feels when you do it versus when you don't, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're faced with two options. You're faced with the option that is difficult right now, which is actually doing the workout, right? Versus the option that's easy right now, not doing the workout, but you have this attachment of feeling like crap. Mm -hmm. And to me, and if you have experienced the contrast between the two, if you've experienced the contrast between feeling on top of the world, because you've been choosing the heart and doing your workouts versus feeling like absolute crap, because you haven't moved your body, I will take doing the workouts all day, every day. And that does not make it easier to do them. It does not. And it also even bring it into something as simple as I love that this conversation is all really simple things. Cause I think it's then relatable to everyone, but take it, let's move to dinner now instead. It's so much easier for me to go on my phone and click to order takeout. It's so easy to go on there and have something sent to my door. God, in cities, you can have things delivered in like 10 minutes. Like it's crazy how fast and accessible the simple, easier option is. And for me, I know that cooking dinner for 20 to 30 minutes sometimes feels like the harder task, but I know down the road, even shortly down the road, I feel much better with the home cooked meal. Mm -hmm. My body does. It does. My stomach doesn't hurt. It's not filled with a bunch of weird ingredients from God knows where with stuff that makes my stomach feel all weird. And then I feel sluggish and low energy, but in the moment, it's so tempting. It's easy. We want easy. And I think maybe I may be going on a little bit of a stretch here, Maggie, but you may really want to speak to this and you may enjoy this. Something that I want to go here because it's a very interesting question to pose and one that is like what'll keep you up at night trying to wonder. And I think our listeners will appreciate it too. But why as humans within this human experience of life, why are we so tempted constantly to hit the easy button? Like (laughs) the ultimate question of all time. Oh, it's such a big question. Good luck answering it, Maggie. It's such, (laughs) I'm like turning it over to Maggie to answer, but like, what is so incredibly daunting or crazy about our lives, this human experience that we are so tempted to constantly hit the easy way out? Oh my gosh. Well, I'll start off with the fact that I definitely don't have all the answers, but I have some opinions. I have some, you know, thoughts. I have some um, ideas based on my own personal experience, but we, especially in Western society, right? America, even if you just think about this, the difference between work culture in the U S versus in Mm. Europe, right? Okay. I used to work for a tech company that was based out of London. Okay. And 
I worked in the New York City office and they sent me to London for a month for training, uh, probably like eight weeks after I started. So I was in New York for a little while and then I went to London for a month and like got to experience, you know, everything there, learn all the things, came back. Okay. Wow. Is there a huge difference? Okay. Mm. Here, I felt guilty if I was not available on my phone from like the second I woke up in the morning until the second I went to sleep, right? Like Mm -hmm. if my boss messaged me, it was expected that I was going to answer, right? Okay. I got, and this is, this was generous. I worked for a very great company and they like paid for health insurance and time off and all sorts of things like that. But we got, I think like two weeks of paid vacation. Maybe it was one or two. I can't remember. Um, in Europe, in London, they, I couldn't, I could not believe this. I absolutely could not believe this. Okay. So I was over there. It was my first week and you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like normal work, whatever. And then Friday they're like, Oh, go online and order your lunch because we're all going to get lunch. And like, you can choose from all these different places and should just like put in whatever you want. And then it'll get here, whatever. So that was the first week we order lunch. The next week on Friday, they're like, oh, we're all going to go out to lunch um, at like 11 on Friday. And I was like, okay. So I go with them. Right. And we go to this like restaurant pub type of place and literally no one went back to work. Everyone just got drunk and no one went back to work, which like I didn't get drunk, but no one went back to work. And I was like, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, you're okay with just like working four days of the week and then just like not working on Friday. Like, I didn't ask this, but like, these are the thoughts that were going on in my head. Right. And they got 30 days of paid vacation when they started. And then like, it went up a week, like every year after that. And just the, just the concept of, you know, how much pressure we put on ourselves here to do, 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 do. We have to Mm. do things all the time. We have to perform so much. Everything has such high standards for absolutely no reason. And it's like, of course, it's difficult to take the hard option that's going to give you the results because everything feels hard. Even relaxing feels hard because you feel pressure to be working. Like, of course. Maggie, that is so good. And I love I love that you had that experience and I love, I love learning from different cultures. There's like, oh my, like learning like a more worldly view on this world is something that's so important to me. And I hope to embody that more and meet more people from across the world because I think you're so right. We get so sucked into like, this just must be the way. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, oh, this is the way for where you live or where you come from. And it's really incredibly powerful and tying back to the concept of choose your heart. Along with choosing your heart, you can also choose to rewrite the script slightly. You don't need to all of a sudden take a, what is it called? Siesta? What is it during the day? Yes, the siesta. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to do that. I don't expect you to write a letter to your boss saying, hey, I'm going to take two hours, you know, from two to four, and then I'll come back and finish up the day. Like, I know that there's a realistic um, component of all of this, but I also think that you're so right. There is a way to rewrite it slightly. And I remember you even sharing this example from your job in New York City. You had, you were in sales, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So your, so the phone was very important. Being at your desk with the phone was very important. And I remember you saying that you had to go outside briefly throughout the day and you had to get over 
the expectation of being available and accessible 24 seven. And I'm so happy. I took a chance with posing that question because that's a very broad, big life million dollar type question of why do we feel this need? But you have opened up such a beautiful world example of you're right. And what if we feel this way because we are constantly, like you said, performing and we're constantly accessible, accessible, and we are always ready for the next piece of noise, but we forget. And this is where I'm going to get a little tough love, like, because a lot of people will be like, well, we have to, we have to pay the bills and we have to do this. And I know that there are some situations where 100%, but I also at the same time know you can choose a different way or you can choose to move towards Maggie's famous words, move towards a different way. So for example, we're going to get into, this was another, we had like three big ones, which was health, um, mood, like emotional health, and then money. Money is a huge one with choosing your heart. And if you guys like this little segment, we can do probably bring someone on who we can really have a whole conversation about money in general. But I think this is a beautiful segue into this concept of moving towards the life you want to rewrite it for yourself and choosing the heart that is within alignment with you right? So this is a silly example, but it's a real example. And it's a valid example. Right now, the season that I'm in, I am working as hard as I can to one, pay my rent, all my bills, do all the things, but then also get ready to move to a city. And as you know, cities are more expensive. So I need to try and dedicate as much money as I can to the cost of moving and to make sure that I'm going to be okay as I go down there. I'm moving to Nashville, which I think I've already mentioned. Anyways, I, in this season, This may sound really simple, but it's hard to not, for example, I haven't gotten my hair colored in eight months. I'm only getting my hair colored once a year right now. I took off all my nails. I don't get eyelashes. I don't spend money on all the fun, easy things that are easy to have. I don't really buy new clothes right now. Like it's hard to not do that. It's hard to choose only once in a while to get the latte out and to make coffee at home the rest of the time but it's the right hard for me right now for where I'm choosing to go. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And I, I definitely want to get into the fact that like, this is just one example of how you can choose a hard with money. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times we get sucked into the belief that like, in order to do anything financially, I have to save all the money possible and never buy anything. Right. And so I definitely don't want that to be what comes across from this episode, because I know that that's not what you mean. What you mean is that from my, from my perspective, tell me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is that instead of filling this void I have at the moment to buy something, I'm going to choose the hard option, which is to either, you know, make the coffee at home or bring my lunch or whatever it is, because when I do those things, I'm later going to have this beautiful result, which is living in the city that I want to live in, right? It's not that you feel like you can't get your hair dyed or buy coffee because, you know, you're shaming yourself into saving money. No, it's because you're choosing, you know, the the (coughs) option that yes, it's going to take a little bit longer to see the result, but it's what you want most. Mm -hmm. I think I'm so happy you did that. And no, you're exactly right. Of course, I believe in treating yourself and doing all these things. I think it's more so 
when we think about our life, right. And even tying it back to, I really love the morning example. I, I really think there's so much power in thinking about the morning for our lives and choosing our hard, but there is so much power in having the power. <laughs> That's like the courteous, but like truest thing I could ever say. Knowing when you go from, it's really a mindset shift, which is basically everything in life. Okay. Welcome to the club. It's all just mindset shifts. When we think about having the power to choose the heart that we want, that's when you reclaim that power. Essentially. I can't tell you how many times, you know, people will have the mindset and I have, I go through seasons of it for sure, but I really focus my intention on not having this mindset, but the mindset of life is happening to me. This is happening to me. I am dealing with this. This is stunting me. Once I get through this, then it'll be okay. And that mindset is something that we have to battle with ourselves all the time because it's easier to have that mindset. It's easier to blame your financial situation. It is easier to say that if you made more money, then it's easier to say, once I'm in shape, then it's easier to say, once this situation is over and I feel okay, then this, where there's always going to be something, any of those things collectively, something will quote unquote, be in the way all the time. And the reason I think why the morning is resonating with me so much is that we have the choice every single day to wake up at whatever hour that is. And get up and start our day in a way that prepares us for whatever life has to come and gets ourselves in the right state, headspace, mindset to take on whatever is going to happen. Because things are going to happen to you. Shitty things do exist. Awful traumatic events do occur. I'm no, you know, I'm very aware that that exists fully. But we have the choice and the power to choose the hard that works for us. And I think it's really important that we remember to do that. Yes, I agree. I, I like to look at it as an opportunity, you know, as an opportunity to set yourself up for success as best as possible, right? Like you said, it's not always going to work. Things are going to happen. Shit's going to hit the fan sometimes, you know what I mean? But if you took the time to center yourself, ground yourself in the morning as an example, right? Or you did the workout or whatever. Let's take, let's take getting sick as an example, right? Now, obviously this doesn't apply to all sicknesses. However, (coughs) if you live in a healthy body because you've taken care of it, you are much more likely of getting over whatever said sickness is. Right. Where if you don't, if you choose not to take care of your body and then you get sick, you have a much lower chance of getting over whatever sickness it is. Right. Whether say you do get over it, the, the time in which you are sick is going to be longer than if you set your body up for success by taking care of it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said before, it's, it's a tough love situation. Right. But this is the reality of it. Right. Yes. Same thing when it comes to tough things are going to happen throughout the day, especially if you have a stressful job, you deal with people, maybe you're a teacher, you deal with kids, right? If you take time in the morning to center, ground yourself, spend five minutes on yourself, you're going to have an easier time responding to these things in ways that are beneficial and not just reacting in negative ways, Mm -hmm. right? And so it really is a domino effect of if you choose the hard that is going to give you 
the, you know, the beneficial outcome in the long run, it's going to help you achieve beneficial outcomes with everything that comes after it. And the opposite is also true, right? If you take the easy way out, that is going to result in hard outcomes in the long run. Everything that follows it is going to feel hard too. I love that. I think we really wanted to draw the parallel of giving that, uh, encouraging, loving aspect of, you know, how do we give ourselves grace? Like we talked about in the very beginning race versus discipline. It's such a concept. And I think it's so important to let things exist at the same time. We say this all the time, but it's so true. Letting the grace and giving yourself the love and the compassion and the kindness while having the discipline and the tough love and the reality really at the exact same time. I think that's a beautiful combination. I couldn't have summed it up any better than you just did Maggie. Thank you. I I received that compliment. (laughs) It's true. It's It's wonderful. And we are so excited that you all are getting to hear this and also that you are, as we're talking, I hope that whatever you kind of held through the beginning of the episode, when we asked you to kind of think of like, what is your heart right now that's calling to you? I hope that through our conversation, you were able to get some insight of, okay, what action can I take to do this hard to make these hard choices. And it may just be as simple as making little hard choices and building momentum to do it one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I love that so much. I'm so happy that you brought that up in the beginning of like choosing, you know, whatever situation it is for you that is feeling hard at the moment and carrying it through the episode. And um, if while you're listening to this or afterwards, or maybe a week or a month later, you know, you have a realization, send it to us, like, let us know, you know, message us on Instagram and let us know, um, you know, what that situation was for you and like how you are handling it. Because I think that is just so cool to share the stories and examples with each other because it helps us. It's so important to recognize when we, when we grow, right. And when we take steps to better ourselves. So if you need a cheerleader, let us know we're here. <laughs> let us know and give us some ideas. Maybe, you know, any things are like, I love when people leave comments on certain things. I hope you guys come and comment too, because then other people can see it. But something as simple as like, I don't know, our sunrise alarm clocks or like these little hacks that like help us make the hard choices. That's what collectively we all can give for each other. So thank you for saying that Maggie. And thank you for all listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow, and for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love, Meg and Maggie.